Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and oh, we knew this day was coming, but at some point season two of The Mandalorian had to end, and what an ending it was. Major, major, major spoiler alert for the entire season. If you have not seen the latest episode or any of the last few episodes of The Mandalorian, stop now. Also, major spoilers for basically all of Star Wars. We spoil a lot of Star Wars. And then be sure to stay tuned after our main discussion, as there are a lot of follow-up points and timeline clarifications, and we will try to do our best to help you out with those. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? But let's just do Mandalorian then, because that is... Sure, we have plenty to say. Yeah. All right. I can't imagine we have anything to say about Mandalorian. We have nothing to say about Mandalorian. This is going to be the shortest episode ever. Now, I was exhausted that day. I had not slept the night before, and I was like, oh, you know what? Just watch without me. Forget the midnight thing. And then my body woke me up at 11.45 at night, and I was just like, (laughs) well, I might as well just watch it. And then I could not sleep for several more hours. So I stayed up till about <laughs> four in the morning after having watched it because I was just so amped up. How do we feel? I mean, it was a finale. Yes. You know, like it was, it, it was, was a big episode. It was a big episode. There was a lot that happened. I'm still processing, if I'm going to be really honest. Like, it was great. But if this is the last time we get to see Grogo, I'm going to be very sad. I know. I'm like a little proud of myself for thinking that it could have been Luke Skywalker at some point. Yeah. Because I know, and I, and I was also on board with the like, you know what, it would make sense if they wanted to do the Ezra storyline. But we, we said it, uh, you know, either last week or the week before, like, how wild would it be if they kept Mark Hamill involved, being involved a secret for this long? Yeah. And exactly. lo and they behold. Did. They, they did. did. They made that, it happen. And yep. And that continues to be the most incredible part about the show, honestly, is how they're able to keep things under wraps so well in this that world. That is actually where, like, surprising. You just learn everything. Yeah, that yeah. It actually surprises us. And it's, of course, we knew, we all had theories and thought, okay, Rosario, you knew she was involved. There were things with Ahsoka. But for it to be this level of just like, okay, they really did it. And he, you know, the, he looked good. We keep seeing them use this technology. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were some moments where his fa- his head would turn this way. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, that, your face isn't really 3D much. But, but like, you know, like there were little moments. But overall, I look at, you know, one of my favorite examples still is I think with Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, how he was in Rogue One. I think he looks incredible. And I think it still holds up pretty well. And then I thought Leia at the end of that film was a little questionable. I thought last, or no, I'll say, but the uh, Rise, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker with Leia and Luke appearing younger a little bit. I thought they looked kind of like, mm, okay. And so I thought he looked better than those have looked but i can't imagine that we would be getting an entire even episode where he's starring the whole time focusing with baby with this baby no, so it feels so very crazy. much feels very much like the end of grogu's story for mando's which honestly if it truly is like i am really impressed with them being able to just finish off his story being the cash grab that he is I will also stop watching the show immediately. Because... Yeah. We'll be done. Yeah. yeah, yes, the show is called The Mandalorian. I respect that, but I will be done. No, um, yeah. I, I do want to. I want to talk about the CG quickly. Not quickly, probably because I do have a lot to say on it. So my yeah. when that sequence started and like we knew it was a Jedi, and actually I think I can't remember which of the two of you said this, but somebody said, "How great would it be if we get a shot and you know we you see like." from leg point of view and like a lightsaber starts up and I was like oh we got the shot we got the shot we were talking about (laughs) yeah so I up until you know they weren't showing the face they weren't showing the face and I was like I don't know I don't know who it's gonna be but then we saw like one glove and I was like okay I haven't seen Rebels but the odds of there being so many characters with only one hand seems to be you know and but it's Star Wars (laughs) they could do it but then when he pulls back the hood I just went I started screaming no (laughs) (laughs) and i did the darth vader no no like i'm i'm not upset with the fact that it's luke skywalker in in the mandalore like i'm like okay fine i see where we're tying it in we've discussed it it's like okay well baby yoda is gonna go to the jedi school fine god knows what's gonna happen actually i have to say my mom watched it finally and she said i was explaining to her the timeline i was like yeah so at that point luke was probably starting his jedi school which kylo ren goes to eventually and she goes if kylo ren does anything to baby yoda i will kill him again (laughs) him being kylo ren i was like mom i'm really proud that you know who kylo ren is and his how (laughs) story ends actually (laughs) but my biggest beef with the luke skywalker thing was grand moff tarkin works because cg works well for craggy kind of like weathered things i think it helps hide the uncanny valleyness of it the smoother you are the more freaked out we as humans get and 
I think they overcorrected because I I was watching the behind the scenes of Empire that came out recently. You know, there's some like blooper reel thing that came out. And the change in Mark Hamill's face between A New Hope and Empire is so noticeable, right? There's a whole plot line around it. Yeah. I mean, his car accident and stuff. Right. Right. But the thing is, they made CG him look like smoother than A New Hope him. Which is a problem, right? Because it's like, okay, well, he actually should be pretty busted up at this point, you know? Right. Luke has gone through at least five more years of Mm -hmm. turmoil after this. Mark Hamill's face was already not the smoothest thing by the time that the last two movies ended. So the the overcorrecting of it really freaked me out. Yeah. Well, it's now that he has time to focus on skincare routine. He didn't have time. Yeah. He's he's, he's gathered. He's probably lots of mud masks on Dagobah. Yeah. 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 he's, um... He's using his time well. Speaking of Uncanny Valley, my sister literally texted and was like, is he supposed to look like Luke? <laughs> is the Jedi is the Jedi supposed to look like Luke? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that is Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who that was. That was Luke. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I will say that it is partially, like, she's a very casual Star Wars fan. You know, when I say extremely casual, like, she's definitely seen the original trilogy but she didn't even remember that Yoda dies in any of the movies. So that is how how casual of a Star Wars fan she is. So I will say that, like, I think it's Uncanny Valley partially, but then also partially, you know, very casual viewer. My mom also did not remember that Yoda had died at that point. Like, at that point in the story, I was like, we saw his Force ghost at the end of the last movie. And she was like, oh, okay. Sure, <laughs> if you say my, so. My sister's like, well, wasn't Yoda in all the movies? Like, what? I was like, She's not <laughs> quite right. I mean, he is in in some yeah. form or another. Yeah. yeah, I mean, technically speaking, but you know, yeah. she meant alive. So, yeah. Like, I just I don't want to knock the taste because they've done such amazing work with so much of the stuff that it just it frustrates me that they continue to rely on this methodology of inserting characters back into this stuff. Like, I yeah. might have been more okay if like Sebastian Stan or somebody had come in right and played. You we know, wanted a, that. We yeah, I would like a different. That. Yeah. Right, and then and then you can like if we want. See, I guess I want Sebastian Stan to do it, and I would, you know, and if that's how we get Grogu back, okay. But I'm also kind of, not every story has to be a fucking Skywalker story. Let's just mm-hmm. move on. That was my big thing, is I'm honestly disappointed it was Luke. I I thought it was exciting. I knew it was him right when right when it was like, oh, a single X-Wing just pulled up. It's like, okay, well, that's of course Luke. The X-Wing is so, it's just, that's such his thing. And, and then, you know, you see the glove. The green lightsaber could have been Ezra, but it's like, well, we know Luke's lightsaber is green. And so I knew it and I was like, okay, cool. And it was fine. But I I do wish for that reason that it could have been Ezra or anyone else, maybe someone we've never even met, but something where we don't have to equate everything just back to the Skywalker saga. Right. Right. And so even though we knew we were kind of already doing that and we have the stuff about maybe using Grogu uh, to recreate Palpatine, like all the stuff, we know that the threads are tied there, but it just kind of felt like a little bit like, oh, I kind of wish we had just kind of let's keep this on its own path. But the good news is, well, it's terrible news if Grogu's not on the show, but the good news about that would be we are now kind of like looking like we're going to be going to Mandalore and we're going mm-hmm. to be trying to, because I one of my big things is I still want to know how Gideon got the Black Saber from Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. and I was hoping they would give some little like nugget of how in this which I'm guessing we will learn more about and we will get but it seems that yeah the show will probably start focusing on that and my guess I guess would be you know there's all this okay you know you have to earn the black saber back and this and that and so now yeah it's like, oh. I, that was <sighs> my guess about all that is more that I think we're gonna I think we might be getting a storyline about them actually trying to have Din lead Mandalore, Mandalore? Because it's very like that. <laughs> quick, you know? quick, quick clarifying question from, from the knowledge that you two have from the histories of it. Is this like an Elder Wand situation where the wand or the saber knows? Or is this more of a, the people won't respect you unless they know for a fact that the like, person you want it from has like actually been defeated in battle? It's more of an honor thing that you defeated the person and took it. Rather okay. than the people just respecting you. So for, for so for in Rebels, for example, it's like Sabine, actually, the other Mandalorian who we've never met in Mandalorian, she has it and is in control of it and goes back and then, but she has no interest in leading. And actually Bo-Katan doesn't either. And her sister, Bo-Katan's sister was the leader of Mandalore. She did the politics and Bo's, you know, a war hero kind of. And so this thing where Bo doesn't think that she is capable or like worthy of that kind of thing. They finally get to a point in a plot line where Sabine convinces her to take it and uh-huh. all of the clans on Mandalore 
back that and say, yes, we want you to be our leader, Bo-Katan. So my guess is that her character in this moment that we're seeing her in this part of the timeline is actually just trying to get it back for the sake of like, she lost it clearly. Because the last time we see Mandalore and Rebels, it's like, they're united, the Empire's out, they're going to work toward a future. And mm-hmm. she's leading with the saber. But now it's like, okay, Moff Gideon got it, she doesn't have it. So she, my guess is that she is trying to defend her honor and get it back, but I don't think she wants to leave because I think she probably doesn't feel worthy of it at this point. And now it's like, I think, and especially now, and now it's like, okay, great. Now it's in the back of the hands of a Mandalorian, but I honestly think she is going to try to convince Din to leave Mandalore, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of silly. But I think it's even dumber if we're going to have her have to, she's going to demand to fight him for it. And he doesn't think I'm not interested. Like, you know, like, I don't think that she wants it back. I think she just wants to get it back to reclaim her the shame heritage, that she feels, you know, yeah. and the heritage, and like, you know, to kind of fix the problem, whatever happened. And I'm, I'm hoping we get Sabine. Honestly, I'm hoping that she comes into it again, and she's a cool character. So we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. I think we mentioned this also in the discussion earlier, but I was a little disappointed that this excursion only actually took one episode mm-hmm. because yeah. I was like, if we're building up Moff Gideon to be this big bad like this. It should take more than one gathering of the troops together to deal with him. And then suddenly I did. Ah, I loved the idea of the girl squad. Yeah. You know, just taking on all this stuff. But then the whole Cara Dune thing, like it just, <laughs> it yeah. made me sad. I was like, I should be loving this so, so much. But her being there was a little disappointing to me because mm-hmm. it's just, I'm having so much trouble separating the actress from the, the actual role. Also that there was so much exposition in this episode, like yeah. so much exposition. Well, like every time Giancarlo es- Esposito opened his mouth, it was just yeah, a narrative. I was like, <laughs> I did. I did. Speaking of the girl squad though, I did point out to Jackie when we were, when watching and I was like when we, they were in the cockpit with the scientists before they before they got in to the Imperial starship yeah we were looking at it and it was Boba Fett and it was Din and it was the scientist I can't remember his name and then our four ladies and I was like I'm sure this has happened before but if you think about watching I was like in this moment we are like actually women are outnumbering men in Star Wars which is very interesting you know and, yeah. as these badass characters who are going to go in and just take names you know I thought that was like really cool. And I, I agree with the Cara Dune stuff where it's like, oh, it's troubling because it's like, uh, you know, but I still do like her as a character. And so I, I I enjoyed that she was there and I thought they all, them all working together was super cool. I just, I was into it. I was like, I would watch this show, you know, the four of I them. really liked Bo-Katan's friend. Who was that? Do we know her name? Yeah. I don't. I don't know her name. Sasha Banks is the, uh, she's a, I think, yeah, WWE, I think right? Yeah, she is also a wrestler. Is that? Yeah, I believe I, yeah. so. But I, I actually don't know her and I don't know if, if she's in the shows Clone Wars or Rebels from Ron Mandalore I just don't know who the character is because she wasn't like some huge part yeah she didn't seem super significant to no so did she die right is that that seems no she I think she she lived oh it looks like she got shot towards the end like okay Gideon shot her with the gun I don't know maybe he did but I I I thought I remembered her living it's possible I I, it was just terrible but I was like oh she's the one disposable one Yeah, right. She's our red shirt. Like, yeah. I mean, not that they're actually disposable, but you no, know, of, totally. the, of the ones who we, because we know, we know yeah. that uh, several of them are continuing. Right. Fun moment. I thought watching her fight with Boba Fett and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Like their their moves and things. And oh, absolutely, it was great. I thought that was super cool. And I mean, speaking of Boba Fett, obviously we have to all. Does anybody really know what you know? I was. I have to say that the scene after the credits, it was not my favorite because I was just kind of like, okay, so like yeah, whatever, whatever, like, whatever this dude. is, it's like I love that she's there, but I'm also like whatever this is going to be, whether it's a book, a show, a movie, whatever, I don't know what it is, or it's just continuing on Mandalorian, his story, I have no idea. But I'm like, if it's going to be now Boba Fett, it's just taking over Tatooine. Jabba's Palace. You know, Jabba's Palace, and just like, he's going to be a new crime lord. I'm, gonna, I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> okay, I... One, I don't, I feel terrible. I realize I don't usually stay through the entire credits, which makes me realize, have I missed more scenes like this? But because I was texting YouTube frantically, I was still, you know, I was still playing in the background and then suddenly it came on. And again, I went, whoa. <laughs> I love that the, what's his name? The guy? B- Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. He really let himself go. He, re- he but did. I just he love did. the idea that whoever just sort of is in charge of that palace just ends up being these sort of like yeah. blobby, gelatinous, yeah. you know, whether or whatever your species is doesn't matter you just it's like a role you assume as you stop working you just sit there and everyone yeah. does everything for you <laughs> on that rolling thing when they were standing on the grate above the rancor pit i was like oh no don't stand there don't stand there like my sister I thought, thought the same thing she's like i yeah. expected someone to fall down there and get eaten by a rancor well i thought it, i mean i thought it'd be nice if like a rank he'd replace it with a rancor but 
Yeah. I, you know, I was excited for it just because, again, it was another secret that had been kept yeah. from us, especially mm-hmm. after Investor Day, right? Where they're just like, here's 20 million things. Exactly. It's true. And then, by the way, we, we held this back because it was, not, it's not like a plot point per se, but it's just, it was a better storytelling moment than it would have been as an Investor Day announcement. And I liked that yeah. part of it. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah. And it's announced, I mean, it, it still is plot point enough to where you know we got the ahsoka show and announced that doesn't necessarily mean that she couldn't have appeared in this episode or whatnot but the boba fett thing to kind of say oh there's a boba fett show and this and that whatever i guess it's like we know he's on this mission and so you you'd spoil okay he's definitely gonna live and all this you know like it, so yeah. it was nice not to know but and i like the mystery but then the other part of me is kind of like just tell us what it is like what <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I also want to know what it means for Fennec, right? Because like yeah. Mina Wen is supposed to be on the Bad Batch, but that's, but that's animated, before. and it's before Bad Batch is uh, like Bad Batch is before. Order sixty six timeline. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's probably so them. Get... It's probably them after Order sixty six, but it's before the old trilogy, like okay. the, the original trilogy. It's after Revenge of the Sith. Oh, in that case, I'm on board again. Because I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want to split her, like, attention. Well, it could have been yeah. cool if she became her own crime lord afterwards, right? And, like, just murders yeah. Boba Fett. But I, I'm yeah, excited. Oh, I'd be into that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I, I'm excited for whatever pathway. Because that uh, also, to me, it seems like then she's getting another role, yeah. which I'm excited. I love her. And so that that's the thing is as much as, you know, I've been very vocal about, like, I, I just, the Boba Fett thing, eh, whatever. But her involvement at that point intrigues me enough to where, like, well, I'm course i would watch whatever it is <laughs> like you know so i'm glad it's not just boba fett you know it's like an, another interesting character we've gotten to meet in the show that we want more of so yeah definitely but, i mean it's a show that lost uh launched like what five shows <laughs> at least 10 15 yeah. 20 at this point i don't even know yeah yeah so many like what directly did, though you know yeah what did you think of the i was gonna call them the t-1000s but they're not even the t-1000s they're whatever the last terminator movie machines were where they're just like impossible to defeat essentially oh those are aren't those called I know they're the, yeah yeah but the but dark, they dark reminded troopers. me they reminded yeah, they me do, of yeah. in the latest terminator movie the one that made no sense whatsoever yeah you know there was literally an impossible to defeat terminator yeah. essentially and that's what yeah. these felt like right whereas especially because they're robots and it's just right like, yeah. Well, it's like it's like when when he gets them out of the airlock. I was like, well, those are coming back. Like, I don't yeah, think that like, they that don't need to breathe. That, yeah. that didn't solve anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it bought you some time, but I was like, that's not how robots work. They're going to be fine. When they just did like the punching of the walls, I was like, oh, okay, like yeah, I I didn't love them honestly. I I kind of it's interesting. We're watching as the empire essentially goes from droids to clones back to droids now but then we know that eventually they go back to but then they go back to troopers again right so not to say these are replacing troopers but i guess they must not work out that well because they're not in the new trilogy now that everything's so connected so it's like a thing where the first order doesn't have droids if i remember maybe they do i don't know but but yeah it's interesting it's just like to see the, the back and forth and there are little there are little comments and kind of plot lines about that even in Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff about just kind of like, oh, we had to get, we got rid of the droids because people are more effective and then they can, you know, yeah, I don't know. But so it's, it's interesting to be like, oh, let's go back to droids who malfunction and can easily be changed. Overridden. Like, yeah. Overwrite, you know, like, oh, and, you know, yeah. so it's, it's something that it's an interesting choice. Uh, and I guess they looked fine enough, but they, it wasn't, it wasn't grabbing me. And honestly, I will say as far as all the action and stuff goes, I was entertained with the whole episode, but Moff Gideon, this probably was one of my least favorite episodes of his as a character. Mm-hmm. Because like we were kind of talking about how he's supposed to be this big bad and it's like this was kind of easy. Yeah. And I so I was kind of like, oh, you kind of lost some of your cool for me. <laughs> you know, I thought he's so cool and mysterious. And I'm like, oh, okay, I still I love Giancarlo and I'm, I'm excited to see where we're going to go with this guy. But yeah, he kind of got knocked down a peg for me a little bit. <laughs> I th- yeah I, I think the less he said the better he was as a character right because like mm-hmm. the best villains don't need to do the whole monologue right they don't need mm-hmm. to be like i know what you're thinking like mr bond essentially i don't need that from them and i think yeah. because they chose him as the character to over sort of narrate for us yeah. i was like oh all right, okay it's interesting too because we talked about obviously thrawn but it's like okay well will thrawn be ahsoka's show probably because she's looking for thrawn you know so it's, it's interesting but i was like i wondered if thrawn ever got involved in the mandalorian as a show what that would do as far as where we're putting gideon or you know who's right. the big bad and how they're operating i guess i don't know if, if he 
works. Yeah, I Thrawn. guess I just thought we would <laughs> yeah. have more more time with him before we got to Thrawn, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like a penultimate boss, not the final boss of the season or something along those lines. Right, right. I still am going to hold out hope that we could get Ezra Bridger or somebody like in Ahsoka's show. I think yeah, really I mean, cool. that seems to be... And so I will, I think if we get, not that it's all hinging on getting Ezra, but if we get something like that, and that show kind of is what ends up playing as somewhat of like a sequel to what we've seen in Clone Wars and Rebels and then what we see of her in Mando, then it'll go a long way to make me happier that this was Luke, if that makes sense. Because I also, I could see Ezra having shown up if he heard the call to try and rescue Grogu. Mm-hmm. But his character is not someone that would strike me as someone who'd be like, let me go ahead and take on a, a youngling to train either. So the Luke thing, of course, since he's doing that, it's like, of course, he's going to answer the call <laughs> if, if, if he heard it. you know. So it, it does make sense. And I, and I like that about it. I just, you know, yeah, it's a it, it, to connect it, it, everything. I mean, that's the thing is it definitely makes sense. It's just one of those things where I just wish everything didn't lead back to the Skywalkers. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, we've already talked about that, but. Uh, I think that's the the letdown, you know, on top of which we had to say goodbye to Grogu and I'm pretty sure we're not going to see him again. I don't know how they're going to get away with that. I think the whole world's going to revolt. But, yeah. you know, people like my parents probably haven't figured it out yet. Right. Yeah, mine either. I, I do think it was very funny that I was like, does Grogu just think any shiny metal thing is his dad <laughs> at this point? Because R2 shows up and then they have some like, I don't know, nonverbal they, they conversation. They had a weird movement. Yeah, yeah and moment. I was just they like, he, like, it felt like Grogu was like, oh, I refuse to acknowledge his name. I feel like the child, no, uh, Grogu, you know, was like more comfortable having like, like looked at R2 for a bit. And I was like, all right, you look like my other dad. I'll go with you now. <laughs> Well, R2 is just such a sweetheart. Of know, course, of course. But, you know, it's like, yeah, just, like think shiny bucket head things are his yeah. father. And, like, he's, he's like, like oh. literally. Yeah. You look he's like, like, he's like this I connect with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. It was it was a cute moment when Luke did pick him up. He did pick him up, right? And they were, like, looking. He did, yeah. And, and I actually thought it was, they, was like, oh. I thought they handled the goodbye really well um, between. Uh, yeah, the mask removal and, thing, too. And, yeah. And, and, I thought that was well done and, you know, I was emotional the whole time. And so that hit the right chord, which was great. Yeah. It's so wild to me that imagine being Pedro Pascal and signing up for the show and then being like, all right, season one, like, no, you're, you're I mean, you are the title character, but um, you only have to come in like one or two days to set, uh, you know, you'll do a lot of voice recording, but really it's only like one or two episodes we need your face for. <laughs> right. And then like, as the show keeps escalating, it's like, no, you actually have to do more work now. No, we, we actually need you to come in and yeah. no, you have to, you have to, you have to act. You have to come and, out and, and like, the next think, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like, He's like, oh, I need a raise. You have to be on set. Yeah, <laughs> like what? I thought this was just a point. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's very happy to be involved I'm in sure, all yeah. of it. But it was, it was. I was like, wow, you, you're gonna have to put in some FaceTime there, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because clearly now it's yeah, we've we're at a point where he's he's learning to feel okay with showing his face. So it's like, why why would you ever just wear it all the time? You know, I am excited. To be fair, I am excited about his sort of journey with his Mandalore religion and finding other mm-hmm. people that practice yeah. that are a different sects than him. And yeah. I think him being able to go back to his home world is going to be very interesting. And you know, I love Bo Katan, so I'm excited to see where that story goes. A battle between him and her isn't something I'm looking forward to. So I hope that Matt. Yeah, right. I hope we, we, we get to quickly. some other uh, re- resolution there, but. I'm interested to see what happens, but I am devastated that Grogu is probably not going to be in it. I'm racking my brain. I'm like, I feel like the only plot line we can explore next season that makes sense is Mandalore, right? Yeah. So It has to be at that point, right? Well, because there's just no way that you can do it. I mean, I there is a way, but please do not make a weird CG Luke episode. Well, and then I think the other question is, I, I haven't gone back and watched Rise of Skywalker since. I don't think, I don't know if any of us have, but what happens to Grogu, right? I like, think what? Kylo kills him. I think the Knights yeah, of Kylo, I mean, he, he, he probably dies when the But at that point, falls. right, so we are, we're five years out from Return of Jedi, right? Let's, let's assume Kylo's, like, not born, probably, for another however many ten years. Like, wouldn't Grogu have graduated by then? Well, he's aging very slowly. That's the thing, is I would think, but at the same time, we got a reveal that during Order 66, he got smuggled out. And so he was a youngling at that time. So are we saying that Grogu is going to have survived to not survive the second massacre, basically? But it's like, but it's like he clearly, and being that he's 50 years old or whatever I said, he clearly, it's like, yeah, he's, he's really young. That's the thing is I'm not sure. 
when we talk about him, learner, been take, a right. young he would he would be like, like let's say 80 no uh yeah. seven 65 think, 65 70 let's say by the time right. that kylo ren would be and yeah and yoda was nine nine hundred when he died right oh, so God. yeah it's something so, where so they might mature i mean they may not mature until they're 200 you know yeah and so i think when we talk about the fact that he was a youngling i don't think he was like a youngling in the way that those kids that Anakin goes in and massacres were. I think he, I don't even think he was probably holding a lightsaber yet. He probably was like, I'm, he's force sensitive. So he's growing up mm-hmm. in the, you know, in, in, in the temple, like, yeah, but doing right. very little and, because he obviously had very little control over it. And then also mm-hmm. it tired him out a lot. So he didn't understand his power limits and things too. I mean, part of me thinks that, or part of me entertains the theory that it's like if you, let's say, like slipped into a coma or something like that, right? And like, you know, for a long time and then had to relearn how to do all the things after. You might not have control over your powers, you might not, whatever, but you you might be able to get back to those points faster than you learned them the first time around. Sure. So I think there is a possibility or Mm -hmm. world that exists in which Grogu could suddenly, you know, we could... Mm -hmm. I just, I need there to be in a world in which Grogu is not destroyed by Kylo Ren of all people. <laughs> like of all yeah, people. Really my poor sister too. She was like, I was like, yeah, so, you know, Luke's going to take him to learn. And she's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, not yeah. really. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that's who Kylo kills. <laughs> and yeah. she's just like, what? <sighs> well, and that's the thing too, is when you talk about graduating in The Last Jedi, when they're talking about what happened, at the, mm-hmm. his school thing. I kind of get the impression, I don't know how long the school thing was up and running, but I kind of get the impression that nobody ever graduated because there's this whole big deal about the Force reawakening and it's it's in Ray and all this and that there's no one else that's alive. And it's this thing where it, I almost feel like everyone that was at the school got killed. Did and so I don't know. Did anyone graduate and move on and become a Jedi? That's a good Also, Oh, yeah, I assume no because... Also, I mean, we did have to give him him being Luke a reason to hide out in shame for so long. Yeah, and, and it's if not there like, were, oh, if I, there were I, people yeah. left over, he would have someone that he needed like if he to had if for. he had success stories and was like, oh, and then this happened. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. But like you know, these other fifteen Jedi I trained and they're out there. But doing like good everyone stuff. under his care but it died. Was like, like it all went be... to hell. But yeah. would Leia be there at this point? Mm-hmm. I would think because when we saw that flashback of her and Luke, right? Training, uh, I, so I assume she's probably involved. And I, I guess I don't actually remember how old Kylo is when we meet him in Force Awakens, and I don't remember how long ago the Knights of Ren stuff happened when they mm-hmm. <laughs> killed. So I have to look at those timelines and really understand how far after this. Han and Leia would be having a kid and they they might very well already have one. He might be a kid at this point. Right. Know. So like let's say he's 4 to 5 years old at this point sure. at the most, right? Yeah, the, I think it would be yeah. well, nope, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I also think it's possible that there's they will have a some way in which Grogu is out in the world that Grogu was not there that day or whatever. <laughs> you know, maybe you instead class, of maybe know. maybe instead Look, of being Anakin just... being like, "Don't show up that day," like, "Don't do it." It's Kylo <laughs> well, being like, "You're listen, cool. Don't show up that day." Here's the thing, though. Too, we have to think about the Ahsoka show, and we have to think about again if Ezra appears, and I you know, only get so stuck on it because he was with Thrawn, and if she finds Thrawn, presumably Ezra would be with him. But she knew, she seemed to know. She's like, maybe someone will answer. I have this feeling that she knows what she knows what Luke's doing, I'm sure. And I remember I think I texted you guys and I was like, I kind of like the idea of him being like, hey, do you want a partner on this? And her being like, no thanks. It's a hard pass yeah, for me. No yeah. And like, but either way, right. her show, what if her show leads us to intersections with Grogu? Grogu. That's quite possible. Yeah, that's that's very it's more possible. Je- it's, for me, that's more possible than Mandalorian right now, mm-hmm. anyway. And, yeah. and I think also int- really interesting, you know, like, Let's have Grogu be like the Nick Fury of all these series, you know? <laughs> Just have him like I appear in so all of there them. For, I'm so here <laughs> Look, for that. Yeah. You know? Grogu could show up anywhere and I would watch. Yeah. I'd be excited for it. We know at the end of the last, or of the whatever, the, the Rise of Skywalker, we know Ahsoka is one of the Jedi or the people that uh, speaks to Rey through the Force. I guess we don't know that means she's dead, but everyone else that was talking was dead. <laughs> so right. uh, we don't. So, but, so we don't know. We don't know where her story is going to go. But who knows if we we get some sort of find? You know, we find out she does cross paths with that whole situation. 
Yeah, I could see, I know everyone that we heard from was dead, but I could also see she's one of the last remaining yeah. active force users, right, at that point. And so maybe she hears the call from Ray and nope, that doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to, in my mind, I'm going to allow for the possibility. Well, because I, I want her to be alive forever and then maybe maybe that show ends with, you know what, maybe she and Grogu, they have found a new galaxy. And they're just like, they just found go. a new place. Yeah. They, they we're going to go through this it. wormhole and we're going to go BBFS in this new galaxy. And we so, are just okay. going to eat space macaroons and yeah. they're like, frankly, hang out we're in sick. Force. They're like, frankly, we're sick of Skywalker stories. And so we're yeah. going to go live in this galaxy. And, and just, honestly, you know. same, you know, same. Yeah. same I want to yeah. go live there with them. Yeah, <laughs> I will I'm, be there. You know? I would like to come. Please <laughs> let me know where, where, where it's going. Yeah, we'll be I there. I will be there. Mm-hmm. We'll bring snacks. Yeah. yeah. Bring we'll bring macaroons. snacks to share. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll buy the snacks. expensive. You want I your will... $50 macaroons? We'll bring you your $50 macaroons. Yeah. You give us an invite. Yeah. If that's what it means. You know, I'm willing to hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. So biggest question is, what are we going to do for a year? That's the biggest question. And you know, I'm really because upset I think about that question, to yeah. be honest. Like I don't I don't really understand what I'm supposed to do for the next year. I mean, I guess we get WandaVision yeah. soon, which is exciting. But we it's get just a lot such of Marvel a different shows, but world, it's, right? Like it's just yeah. so yeah. Just well, there's room, there's room for all of the Marvel things to exist with Mandalorian that never stops. So Yeah. You know, I, I they don't yeah. replace it for me. Like I I want it to stay. And oh, so, yeah, the fact, oh, well, yeah, we all agree, but it's like the fact that we have to wait well, I just actually till like, December even. It's not even 11 months. Well, let's eight, eight, talk months. about the fact that they announced like 100 Star Wars shows and couldn't have any of them ready soon enough. Like, well, I'm glad so Andor's to, filming. To me, I was, that's why I was the most surprised by the, well, like, the Book of Boba Fett announcement, though. Right, right. Because I was like, oh, okay, that's a year from now. Mm-hmm. As much as we want the content, it is good that they are somewhat spreading some of it out because otherwise we're going to run out of stories, right? We're going to keep getting these totally. weird, you know, stories that we don't want. And so I would rather them take the time and do, you know, wait a year in between series. But I mean, sure. It's, just, I yeah. it's a really bizarre But the year twist, in between though. is going to suck. <laughs> totally. But also, I to go back to the book of Boba Fett, the fact that we still don't know exactly what it is, it is very strange that it's premiere date is going to be the same as when Mandalorian comes back though like you know to have them running side by side if it is a show or I, if it's a movie that will launch I off season 3 I could see it three. being like a limited series yeah like a special or something but it's yeah. like it almost feels weird that it would air side to side with Mando so it's almost something where it's like what if it was even just a two part kind of extra supersized movie that kicks off season right. 3 or something what if, what if they had actually filmed Ahsoka and then had riding on the coattails of the excitement of Mando had premiered it sooner that would have been better yeah, I think I think the other thing to me I'm realizing is this is the first time in a couple of years now we haven't had a Star Wars movie on the horizon, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, however you feel about the new trilogy, I we've always had them to look forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition to, and then and then we started getting Mandalorian, and it was like, oh my god, you know, just put it all directly into my veins. And now we're suddenly having a pause with knowing that okay, it's going to be at least a full year before the next whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think that's that's also kind of what's making it feel like content is further away, even though it will be here before you know it. I know. I mean, but... sure. <laughs> but I, I want I it now. Yeah, I absolutely want it now as well. But I just I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. he hasn't not that long. For no, me. but there's something to be said. Like we said, there's there's so many things coming out, and I am guilty of I have mixed feelings about the the newer trilogy, and I. I Quite, I really enjoyed the first one when I when I saw it, and I like it less and less as the years go on. But I really liked it at first. Second one I don't like very much, and the third one I was like, eh. but overall, I would still look forward to seeing them. But during that time, and as someone who is obsessed with Rogue One and actually loves Solo, which I know you know we've talked about this, <laughs> I even was feeling the oversaturation of Star Wars. Like I was, I mm-hmm. was feeling, even though I was looking forward to it all. I was feeling the kind of like, oh my gosh, everywhere you turn. I was at a craft store one time in the checkout line and there were Star Wars toys in the aisle to buy at a craft store. And I was like, it is everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere you look is Star Wars. And it was really fun at first. I was like, of course, I want to live everywhere. It's Star Wars. But it kind of got to the point of like, you kind of want, I kind of like missing something to get really excited about getting more. I mean, yeah. that's my worry for when all all the series start yes, hitting. Yes, because it's going like, to be overwhelming. You know, it's so overwhelming. And also, I do want to talk a little bit about the spoiler thing. that Because, like, I, you know, we all watched around when the episode dropped. Mm-hmm. And it was trending immediately. And not only was it trending, it's on, on Twitter. It was trending mm-hmm. and it said Luke Skywalker. And so I texted a friend who I knew wasn't awake because, like, time zones. And I just said, 
whatever you do don't go on the internet just watch the episode and watch it all the way through you know first thing in the morning this yeah. is your warning yeah well uh, a lot of my friends were... that something's up right like all right yeah because a lot of my friends watch it together on friday nights and i so they actually got spoiled that day so they already knew what was going to happen by the by the time they watched it at night which is unfortunate it's spoilery articles too because they they there was like some article oh, yeah it's like all... Yeah. You know, Luke makes his triumphant return, yeah. you know, and right. it's like, what? Or you're scrolling through Facebook even or whatever, and it's like, you just see the article where it's like, oh, Mark Hamill on that, like his comments on that crazy Star Wars return or that iconic yeah. return. Like, it's like, or they, or they don't say who it is, but you still get spoiled about that there is a big moment like that. It's just like, why? You just let things be for a second, <laughs> you know, but right. everyone's got to be the first to talk about something. That was my biggest stress when, especially the movies, the new movies were coming out, mm-hmm. is I was like, I just, I don't want to hear anything about it. No. I don't want to know it. anything. I just want to see it. And so as more shows come out and as they are potentially airing simultaneously, I think the the feeling of pressure to watch them all when they first drop is going to become more and more necessary like not necessary but the feeling is going to grow and that's not that's the part of it i don't enjoy like i guess solo a star wars story was like the only one where i was like i guess i don't feel this pressure because i know how it ends right exactly like you're not worried about (laughs) spoilers there really you know so 100 percent, and that that pressure gets stressful and if you're a marvel nerd like i think we all are too right it's like it's the same kind of thing there so to think how much content we have there mixed with how much content we're gonna have here it's like oh it is overwhelming i love it i want it all but it's overwhelming so yeah, I, I i want you know. it in a, like a stress-free situation right like i want to yeah. feel stressed because the stakes of the shows or the movies make me feel stressed i do think yeah. the fight with the robot the first time that when he's like getting his face punched in i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah, that was. I mean, I guess you've made it. Was... You've made an impossible enemy. Like maybe this uh-huh. could be the thing that brings him down. And then it was, of course, the best guard. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, <laughs> but but it, it at least for a moment had me mm-hmm. concerned about it. But but the whole yeah. that's the you know the other ones. I'm like, I don't want to worry about the spoilers. I want to worry about the actual plot. Yeah, and and I, that was a good point about because I was like, oh my god, that with the bashing in, it was it was so it was a lot, and I was like, god, I wonder. But also in Rebels, Sabine. Ren, for some reason, I don't know why she did it, but she actually makes a weapon that ends up getting into the hands of the of the bad guys uh, mm-hmm. that can actually destroy Beskar. And so mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if that plot point ever, they, they deal with it in the show, but it'd be interesting if that kind of ever came back. And mm-hmm. if it was like revealed, like these things were made with the stuff that, you know, the stuff that could destroy it. Yeah, whatever the, to the give more kryptonite stakes. equivalent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like to mix, could, to mix nerd metaphors. Like. Right, but it, but it could be interesting if we kind of got into that because, it, you know, it is a bit of the Superman thing where it is kind of boring to think that these people are just indestructible because they've got yeah, such like good Yeah, like invincibility it's, it's is not a fun no, thing we to want deal weakness. with. We like weakness, so. Yeah. So, it, you know, that, that could be. Yeah, that could be I mean, you need you need stakes, so. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, as we wrap up the season of Mandalorian, I would love to know each of your high points and your like one, what's one high and one low that really stood out to you. My high was seeing Ahsoka, like Ahsoka just fall mm. right away in the episode. That that was a high because it was like it was like a, a screaming, like what? Oh my god! You know, because again, we all talked about the fact that okay, we're gonna probably get to her in this episode, but like we'll probably just see something at the end and then the next. Right. Week, and then, nope, she just came out kicking ass right away. Yep. Uh, so I think that was probably my high, Rosario, everything about it. Low, I think I'd have to say, is Baby getting kidnapped. I, sure. Uh, as far as just yeah. what I, not that I didn't like the plot point for the show, but just the like, what it did. Trauma. To me. To me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that would be the low. Yeah. I think my high is the same. I loved Ahsoka. I loved that she just showed up and was like such a badass and watching her fight was so fun and um, seeing them sort of mirror her fighting style from the TV show, which of course Dave Filoni would, but it was just nice to see still. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even the big bag being a woman in that episode and and them fighting it out. And I, I love that episode quite a bit. So I was very happy with that. And then especially like the emotional notes and stuff that they were able to hit there. I would say my low point. Uh, I mean, the first thing that drops in my head is Grogu saying goodbye to Din because it just made me really sad. And, and, I'm not ready for that story to be over. I mean, I'm I'm happy they're telling the story they need to tell and not dragging it on to some crazy place. But I'm also just very sad because I enjoyed the dynamic between the two of them. And that's sort of what made me want to watch the show. Very fair. Very fair. How about you? What's yours? I think my high, it's, it's not necessarily a plot point, but just 
all the Baby Yoda moments in <laughs> the episode, particularly with like the throwing up of the cookies <laughs> and the, and co- the macaroons. Like, yeah, and yeah, his like, hands yeah. up when he's flying. And, yeah. Like I just those moments just like warm my heart. And especially in a year where I'm like, I just need moments of joy. Yeah. Like those are, and I'm, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I can watch the show if Grogu is not on it anymore, because those are, those are truly the, and I don't, I don't know if this will end up being my like true low for the show, but because it is fresh in my mind, CG Luke Skywalker, like that yeah. is, it's a low point for me. Also because I, yeah. again. Yeah, I would agree with that hundred percent. The greater plot implications, the making it about the Skywalker somehow, you know, all of that is not my favorite decision. Yeah. There's yeah, still plenty that. of room for it to yeah, you know, grow. But... I, I would agree with that 100. percent My yeah. second low is uh, the bantha, all the bantha death. Oh, the bantha <laughs> death! That was very sad. Was just there was a lot of bantha death. Making us also, connect by showing us close-ups of bantha eye, and then having banthas die all the time. Was yeah, like last la- so last episode is also like kind of a low for me. Oh, I did not love the episode before the last one. Kind of. Yeah, kind it was of just kind of. It was. Just, it's, it wasn't like oh, an offensive yeah. low. Would, it was just sort I of. I literally forgot about a it. A was like. I, I just, like I, it was, it was just not fond of the episode. I was like, all. I thought you so, liked the like, Boba Fett episode. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was no, like, the, oh, the, wow, the weird train forgot, one yeah. with the, yeah. you know. Episode yeah. not featuring baby. Not good. Yeah. Not featuring baby. Not, not our best. So it doesn't make me feel pa- strongly that I'm going to like season three. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do love bo So hopefully. Yeah. And, and I like, I like that there's more depth to Din now. Like we are yeah. getting more and more out of this character. Yeah. Like well, I don't think you get that as much on shows where you know we're seeing growth over two seasons so far, and it's like yeah. it makes it's motivated. It makes sense totally. And yeah. honestly, the politics on Mandalore are quite interesting. I watched some of the Clone Wars episodes with Mandalore, and I I love. Political intrigue is sort of my jam. Like I'm really into it. Like that's something that like I really get into. So if we get into that kind of stuff, I will. Well, and I think we have to because there's all you know all the different clans and stuff, and it's like the politics are interesting, and the history, just what you get in those shows, is really interesting. You know, they they go from just all kinds of different areas, but at one point Darth Maul has the dark saber there and is like ruling over what? Mandalore. Yeah, and it's like they're against each other. There's this and that. And there's just it's it's interesting. It's a little bit of a Game of Thrones sitch sometimes, where it's like, kind of what what clan has the power and why are, are they all backing each other or not? That kind of stuff. So there's political intrigue, and then on top of it, you add in this kind of added layer of the religion stuff that we're talking about mm-hmm. with how he how Din came up versus what it's like there. And I want to get back to I want what's her face the character who. The standout from season one who makes the armor such a bad oh, the, 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 the oh, armor, the armor. Like, yeah yeah i want her back i want i know some of the mandos who saved him in that great episode in season one i know some of them are dead because we saw i think something right yeah but i if any of them are alive john favreau's character uh who is a big part i can't think of his name at the moment but he's a big part in the shows as well and they kind of have that rivalry in this you know but then he helps them i'm curious to see these like fanatics these fanatical kind of religious um mandalorians if they're involved and and that's where din is and it's just kind of like so it could really be an interesting show that becomes less of a it might kind of have to abandon the style a little bit which is what's really interesting is that it's not it i what i'm picturing my head from being a western yeah Yeah, what i'm picturing my head is not as much of a western like missions episodes you know episode show it's more of a narrative that's going through but it becomes more about politics which I think I'd be here for it, to be honest. If we're not, yeah. I'd be favorite. totally here for it. I just don't know that the casual viewer, like my mom or my sister, would follow. I I think that there's a way that this is the. Way I think there's a way they think, can do it. I'm just I think there's a that, way like, they would do it because you think about those. They like those, the casualness both, of it. You know what I mean? They love not yeah, yeah, yeah. you know everything. And but and both, but the, both those, but both those viewers you just mentioned were avid Game of Thrones watchers. So I was just like, gonna say, I think Game of Thrones proved that you can. Yeah structure a political complicated yeah you know, make it super complicated fantasy show essentially yeah. of as course as long as the characters are compelling 100 yeah. percent. and of course those are based off books where we didn't have a bunch of back history beyond what's in the books already so they're presenting everything as new but if they present mandalorian in a way where a new viewer can come in and, or mandalore in a well, way well i mean Din doesn't know any it of interesting. it right yeah, and Din- we learn it with him yeah. That could be interesting to casual viewers, I think. Yeah, I think I think look, po- like political intrigue in general is something that we all relate to and we all understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a way to present it that it's a soap opera, right? Like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, it's a soap opera, and as long as you 
make it interesting you know people will connect to yeah those plots so yeah and i i mean yeah. i tend i right now i'm even though again some things that connectingness that we're talking about to skywalker stuff is a little annoying but i for the most part am completely trusting filoni and favreau's vision for what they're doing so at this point you know if anyone can pull it off in a way that would be badass it's probably them so. Yeah. And at that point, there's no excuses to bring it to the Skywalkers, right? Because right. Luke's doing his own thing. Like, I mean, please, if, if they, you're taking Grogu yes. from, uh, from us. Like, I think you know, in some like, ways they felt like they had to bring Luke in here at this. You know what I mean? There was a force yeah. sensitive. I know, honestly had like a vision in my and... head of a discussion of John Favreau and Dave Filoni sitting across from each other. And Dave Filoni being like, so I think it should be Ezra. And John Favreau being like, no, it has to be Luke. And then them just going back and forth and back and forth, like, yeah. you know, back and forth, like John Favreau being a fanboy of the original trilogies. Of course, Filoni as well, but now he's created so much that, of course, he's so proud of. I could, I could have just seen them and then, like, I guess we got to just do a thumb war or something and just kind of figure out who wins. I, yeah, I, I do think it is, it's funny, right? Because I think we attribute so much of Mandalorian to Dave Filoni, but actually, it's Favreau's show. Like, it's Favreau's show. It's just Filoni's been sneaking his stuff in there, but it's like, but it's right. Favreau's show, which I'm here for it, but yeah, it's, it's Favreau. Oh, he was going to win that argument, I think. I was surprised that Peyton Reed was the director. Not in that. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised that they let somebody else direct mm-hmm. the, this this finale in particular. Yeah. Such an important episode. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because he did a good job. And I, you know, we go back because he did the second episode, right? With the, the terrifying one with, with the this. spiders. Yeah. yeah. It was like we got to see him kind of do more of a horror thing there. And then now we got to kind of see him do more of like a suspense kind of thriller type of situation. And he's good at both. Yeah. And then he's good at comedy. He's good at he's good at a lot of things. So. Yes, he's a very talented person. Good, yeah, good he's, for him. He's, and he's well-rounded for sure. And let's not forget, we still don't know exactly what what the Obi Wan show is going to be involving either. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I know the timeline is different, but I just mean as far as like learning more about you know the past and what I mean, we could learn more about who smuggled Grogu out. And all these different things in in a timeline way that could make sense if we're so we could see oh who smuggled things. Grogu okay yeah yeah when like, he was baby he baby dead because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we still don't know yeah. who smuggled him out and then he's been sitting there just kind of like floating around waiting to be saved and it's like we still don't know all of that and like we don't know how much of a time I mean that this that the this is going to cover as far as the Obi Wan show goes and so we just don't know like there could be all kinds of different things that we touch on that we get more info on Grogu's past and so he could just I just mean he could just pop up in ways that we don't even think about yeah. if they're smart I mean I want her to pop up everywhere so you know everywhere. connect those dots any way you can make him the new Skywalker I'm in oh yeah yeah I mean I think the Disney merch department agrees as well so we, yeah I we think everyone's least, if there's anything we can agreement. count on if there's anyone we should have faith in not just well, Bologna that, and well, Favreau. I, I it's the merch believe, department. Yeah, I can't even believe that they would let him do that. I mean, they've given him yeah. a lot of great yeah. story direction and stuff. So I think I think trusting him is a good thing. I just no, totally. But it's a cow it's a, would end up yeah. being off it's the a bold show, move. You know, bold move. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of a, a less divisive figure? Like he's really just he's united everybody. Like I can yes, never met a person all... who doesn't like who doesn't like the baby. Like I've never met someone who was like that thing's stupid. Yeah, I think that, the if worst, they're watching or they know it. Right, so it's like the the lowest bar is like, oh, I don't watch The Mandalorian. Sure, you but know? even then uh, they're but like, that's, but they usually really, but he's cute. But the yeah, baby's like cute. Are cute. Yeah, oh, I like the babies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I've yeah. just personally never met someone who has told me they didn't like the baby. So, right. and I, I can't think of another character in history that I can say that about. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like maybe, but I'm just you know, he's yeah. universally loved, and uh, it's a powerful thing though. I just, it's, it's just cool to think that this team of people, whoever, you know, all designed and everything, just kind of, like, took this idea, and it's just, you, you think of, like, I can't think of a, a time when I didn't have the baby in my life, but I was exactly. alive. Those are the dark ages, and we don't. Over 30 years that I would no like, baby. Yeah. I don't want to go back, but I just, I can't remember I what life was like before back. that. And yeah. to think about, like, creating something so, like, culture-defining in a way that's, like, it's just, right. it's cool. It's cool, and Star Wars always has the power to do it, and that's why they have the power to upset us so greatly. <laughs> So greatly. So, so, so greatly. Double edged sword. You know, it's a. It's a double edged saber. That's a double edged <laughs> saber. It's definitely like a mall saber. Yep. You know. Well, thank you both for going on this journey this season. Yeah. What I'm a journey it was. Yeah. Thank God we have WandaVision. It's not this, it doesn't fill the same hole in my heart the way, like. No. I, there's I no, need... like, endear, there's no cute parts to. No. I need but. WandaVision immediately, but if I had to wait six more months and I could get another month of Mando, I would do it. Like I, I would do it 100%. <laughs> so, That's yeah. I, I just, I would. I, I, and I, I'd and make that trade. I need, yeah, I need WandaVision, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. 
you'd be like, let's just throw it away. But I'd be willing to wait longer if I could get even just like a few more episodes. If you could have, let's say, four more episodes of Mando, but you had to wait another eight months for Black Widow. I was like, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I was trying evil. to figure out the timelines where that you're would evil. make it. I was like, where <laughs> is the line between? Because if I said a year, I don't think you'd do it. But honestly, in this moment, I, I might choose Mando because I'm so much more, oh, where are we going? Like, I, you know, like that kind of thing. And right. there's so much, it's so fresh. Whereas I've already there's been- There's open-endedness heart- to it yeah. as opposed to Widow. And which... I've already coped with the heartbreak of not getting Widow right. when I was supposed to get it. That it's kind of like, well, I've waited this long. Whereas like Mando, it's feels it's too fresh. Like I feel like I need yeah. it. I just need it. So yeah, that's I would a agree. cruel thing to make me say, but I that's what I have to say right now. That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, you, you're good at that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But then yes, we can definitely. find out what happens and I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you both. All right. Well, thank you. Bye. A huge thank you to Jackie and Matt for going on this wild journey this season and what a what a season it has been. Now, a couple of follow-up points. Bo-Katan's friend is named Koska Reeves and Sasha Banks is actually the name, the wrestler name for the actress. Her real name is Mercedes Vernado and that's what she's credited as. The character of Koska Reeves so far appears to only appear in The Mandalorian and so, you know, I, again, I'm still not sure if that character is dead at the end of this episode, but, but this is not a character that you would have seen in Rebels or in Clone Wars. And StarWars.com issued a release that apparently the Book of Boba Fett is going to be a separate Disney Plus series. It is not season three of The Mandalorian. Dave Filoni and John Favreau are returning as executive producers, and Robert Rodriguez, who directed Chapter 14, which is the shootout sort of Jedi summoning episode, is also going to be an executive producer, but he's very Western-centric, I feel like, in a lot of his work, so that's going to be sort of an interesting mix, and it will be set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. And then finally, speaking of timelines... Most of this is cobbled together from the internet, so, you know, bear with us if it's not 100% accurate, but from what we can piece together... Kylo Ren was born about a year after the end of Return of the Jedi, so five years after the Battle of Yavin. Apparently the Battle of Yavin is sort of the time epoch major delineation, so things get referred to as ABY. It's sort of our BCE type thing. So Kylo Ren is born a year after Return of the Jedi, last of the original trilogy, and is about 29 years old when The Force Awakens. So I was actually right. He is about four or five years old when The Mandalorian is currently taking place. The Mandalorian takes place in 9 ABY. So again, Kylo's about four. Kylo burns down Luke's temple and and rebels, etc. in the year 28 ABY. And so that's a year or two before The Force Awakens, which means Baby Yoda, who's really what we care about at this point, Baby Yoda would be about 71 years old at that point, at the point where Kylo is, you know, is actually Kylo Ren, is no longer Ben Solo, and is coming after Uncle Luke. So apparently actual Yoda was already a Jedi Master by the time he was 100, so it is possible that Grogu is safe and sound and has already mastered a great deal of Jedi skills and is not going to get murdered by Kylo Ren at some point before the events of The Force Awakens. We can only cross our fingers and hope that that is the result. This was very confusing, but yes, there's a possibility that they cross paths at Luke's Jedi School. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.